Hey everyone, I'm Abby, and I want to be just like Deb. And I'm Jenny, and I don't waste a good erection. Welcome to Blame It on the Vag. Your weekly vagina talk with your besties. This week, we're talking long-distance relationships. How to keep your LDR off CPR. But first, how's your vag this week, Abby? My vag is okay. Again, I'm on my period. Like, I have no idea how that fucking happens. Every time we record, I'm on my period. But it's a present for you guys, for our listeners, so you can know how I'm doing on my period every single fucking month. (laughs) That's so So, weird. Right? Like Because we were supposed to record last week, and then at the last minute had to cancel. Yeah. Yeah, that is weird. It's my period's fault. It knew. Your vag is just, like, tuned in. It is. It is. It's like synced with all you got, all your listeners who are having your period <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> um, and I was, I had my um, dress, wedding dress fitting Saturday. And of course, it's my heaviest day. Oh my God. I'm like gushing and I'm like, oh my God, I better not get anything on the dress, which obviously I'm wearing all sorts of protection but still you ha- you get that sort of paranoid thought like I'm just gonna get blood all over my wedding dress like they're like Abby why is it so tight around what what are you wearing under your dress oh those are my astronaut diapers so I right. don't bleed on my dress <laughs> <laughs> exactly I had to break out the big guns <laughs> but luckily the bloating kind of went down because like a lot of times my bloating happens before and like the day that it starts, you know, and then it kind of starts to taper off as my period goes on. So being my second day, it wasn't as bad because I was worried about that too, trying my dress on and the, the guy would be like, what are you pregnant or, but not, (laughs) but not say it, but only think it, you know, in his head, he's like, her belly is bigger than normal, but it wasn't, it was fine. Men say it. They don't, they always stick their foot in their mouth. They do, but all is well. No blood on the dress, so we're good. No blood on the undergarments. She sent us pictures, guys. She looks gorgeous. She looks like a princess. Oh, thank you. But she doesn't look like Elsa. Right, I was worried about that. She was worried about that, and she does not at all. Well, I did a braid, and my hair is quite blonde right now, and so... And it was a side braid coming down. So it was very Elsa-like. But they assured me it's not. That nobody it's will not. think it's Elsa unless I ask them if they think it looks like Elsa. Then they will think it looks like Elsa. Or you start singing Let It Go in yeah. the middle of the ceremony. <laughs> and shooting ice from your fingertips. During the vows. Let it they go. might be like. I thought this was Abby and Josh's wedding. I didn't know Elsa was getting married today. Right. And then my sister will come up and we'll do like sisterly love. <laughs> A whole number. The whole number. She would love that. Anyway, how's your vag, Jenny? I'm scared to say that it's doing great right now. <laughs> Because I went through the ringer at the beginning of this year, but when I got my first 
Fauci ouchie, it set it off again after only a seven day break. But I used the yam cream that Colleen's Voodoo Doctors recommended and it shut that shit down right away. Good. So I've been using that. Knock on wood, it hasn't come back. Now, the BV came back, but it was like in the middle of a lung flare up. So they had wanted me to do the their heavy duty flagell antibiotics and I could not. And I haven't had to go back to it. Knock on wood. So we'll be talking LDRs today. So I'm getting lots of action, not entirely alone. Um and it's doing very well. It's extremely happy. Good. Very satisfied. Good. So let's jump right into long distance relationships. Abby and I both have experience with this one successfully and unsuccessfully. Yes. Her transition into her living together with her fiance. I guess you could say that started long distance because. You guys were not in the same city, and you had to drive like an hour. Yeah, we were like an hour away. Um, and then I also had a previous relationship where I moved away, like three hours away, and we tried to make it work, and that didn't work. And we can talk about that later, too. Okay. I thought we'd go into first some of the things that the experts say. And by experts, I mean the therapist, the marriage therapist, the family counselors Mm -hmm. say are keys to making a long distance relationship successful. And I have to say that I was really excited as I was going through these to see how many of them Mike and I check off. Mm -hmm. And it also made a lot of sense seeing how many my ex-husband and I were not checking off. (laughs) Right. And and the the key is you both have to be on board for right. it or else it's not. Yeah. It's it not can't sure. just be one person. So obviously the key to any relationship is communication. We talk about that all the time. It's the foundation that we build our relationships on is, is the ability to communicate. And right now we're living through this crazy ass fucking pandemic, <laughs> which actually makes connecting with your significant other even easier because there are so many options and so many ways out there to be connected and to maintain your connection between zoom and discord and skype and i'm sure there and facetime there's a million different ways to mike and i spend the majority of our time on skype and on discord we actually sleep together on skype which um It's just our way of being together when we can't be together. I know for you, Abby, you've said a lot of times that text messages throughout the day are important to you. Mm. And we do Discord messages because I just feel like that's important, too, just to let someone know you're thinking about them when you're not together. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, you know, who doesn't love a funny gif or meme? I mean, come on. Out of nowhere. Yeah. And not hearing from them for 24 hours. Yeah, that's not going to work. And that's the thing is trying to is figuring out what works for both of you, because some couples like Abby and I, when we're coupled up, 
with people, we like to be connected. We like to have that constant connection, not to be talking to them 24-7, but just to know that they're available if you need them is very comforting. Mm -hmm. Even, yeah, I mean, a lot of times it's like little, like you said, little memes or it's not like carrying on a whole long conversation 24-7. It's just every couple hours you send them something, you know, or whatever. Right. It would be exhausting trying to keep up with big, long messages constantly. Mm -hmm. But it's when I look at when I see a funny gif or a funny, funny meme, funny or a funny meme, (laughs) funny meme. (laughs) I I think of people when I see stuff like that, I automatically want to share. And so the people that I think about the most are either I want to share it with Mike, I want to share it with my brothers or I want to share it with you girls, with my girl group. Those are the people. You know, so I think it's just automatic to me to be doing that. Mm-hmm. But I know that not everyone likes the kind of communication that we like. Right. I do have a friend who's in a long distance relationship and has been for seven years now, and it drives her nuts to be in constant communication. She doesn't even want to talk daily. So that's what works for them. They've found yeah. their person. It's It's just all about what's finding what works for you. And I thought it was interesting that Psychology Today said some research shows that long distance couples may actually be more satisfied with their communication than geographically close couples are. And that's, you know, I was thinking that's probably because I am not nagging Mike to take out the trash or, you know, can you help me with the dishes or you know, just the little things around that, because one, he's not here to nag him about anything, but I'm not really a nagger anyways. But also because when you're in a long distance relationship, you know that that time that you have, like, you don't want to waste that time nagging someone over something. Right. Plus, I think you're making that extra effort to communicate because they're not here. When you're in the same house as them, it's very easy to just, like, let that slide because they're there all the time and just forget about communicating or forget about because they're just there. Mm -hmm. But when they're not, you're consciously thinking about it, especially if you're both putting that effort in. You're thinking of ways to communicate with that person since they're not there and you can't just give them a little tap or you can't just you know, sit in the same room in comfortable silence together or anything like that, right? You have to make that extra effort to communicate. And so I can totally see that, like where it with some couples, again, I think this stat is saying in a healthy long distance relationship in which people do make both make the effort, then yes, I can see where it might be uh, more communication or better communication than people who are actually in the same house or area or city or whatever. People who put quality over quantity because you don't have the quantity. You have to focus on the quality. And again, like you said, it's healthy relationships because my last relationship was daily conversations. But and we're going to talk about schedules next, but our schedules weren't lining up. So it was 
a phone call while I was on my way from work to the gym and he was on his way from home into the job he hated through L.A. traffic that he hated with him yelling and raging for 30 minutes about the traffic and very little time focused on how was your day, sweetie, and what were you doing? And, you know, having to ask someone, how was your day, and having them be like, well, all I did was sit around and wait to go to this stupid fucking job is not exactly fair. Well, yeah, and they're distracted. I mean, this type of distracted conversation, I think, is okay if you live with the person and you're just calling them on your way home. Right. Right. You're venting, you're trying to, you know, whatever, you're distracted because of the calling, but you need to call them about something little, right? But the type of communication, the type of conversation with a long-distance relationship, you can't have that distracted conversation because that's all you get, you know? And you have to dedicate the whole time, and so that doesn't work. And with mine, the one that failed, he wasn't available to even talk to. I mean, like, I wouldn't hear from him for 20... I would send him... Like how we've talked, I'd like to send memes or I would send like a little text or how are, how was work or how are you doing? Nothing. I wouldn't hear anything for like 24 hours. And then he'd be like, hey, what's up? And I'd be like, what? Like, what are you doing? And then every time I would bring it up and try to communicate, he'd be like, we have to be our own independent person. I can't be attached to you all the time. I'm like, dude, we're trying a fucking long distance relationship. We have to communicate more. Like when we were together in the same town and we didn't text much, that was fine because I knew I would see you in a few days or something. But with this, we were seeing each other maybe once a month, twice a month, and that's it. And it's like you cannot, you can't just drop it. And But... There were lots of underlying issues with that one. He had ADHD and was and he had just found out that he had it. And it was one of those like he was hyper focused on me. And then I moved away and it was like out of sight, out of mind. Right. And then I'm gone. I'm not there in front of his vision. And it just like completely fizzled out because he could not focus his attention on something where I wasn't there physically, you know. And I'm not making excuses, but that had a lot. No, to do no, with it. right. It's yeah. very, very valid. Someone like that just—he just could not do long distance. There's no way. No. My ex. What would drive me nuts about him is he would respond to the funny memes or the cat, the cute little cat videos would get comments from him, but I would share family photos of our nephews and our niece. I would share pictures of me and there would be no comment. Yeah. It's like, I didn't even send anything. So the personalized stuff, no comments on ever, but cute, a cute little kitten video always comment right so what the fuck does that tell you the you know his feelings or whatever and it's like okay if you can't comment on the personal stuff then there's nothing it doesn't seem like there's anything there where's the connection yeah it's like you're just a friend that's commenting on the memes i send you exactly prioritizing your schedules i think is also key when you're in a long distance relationship and so very tricky. 
if you try to do it on different coasts, it can be damn near impossible. It's even a struggle when you're on the same coast. Mm -hmm. Between work and sleep, trying to line Carving out that time for that person. You almost have to put it on your your schedule. Yes. And that time when you're at your best, too. Not that time. I'm groggy when I first wake up in the morning. I'm grumpy when I first wake up in the morning. That is not my best time. But my best time is also not right when I get home from the gym and I'm having to rinse out my meal stuff and get everything packed and ready to go for the next morning. So it needs to be after I finish all of that, when I'm sitting down with from dinner on until bedtime, that is my good time, my prime time during the week when I can focus. But then you have to make sure that your partner has that same time Time. available. Right. Um, Because then I feel like if they don't, then you have to compromise. Although what you're saying you know, showing your best or something, but I'm wondering in long distance if you need to also show your worst. So maybe calling him at in the morning when you're groggy or accepting his call, even mm-hmm. though you don't want to. Uh, yes. I think that helps show him that other side of you because I, I think also with long distance relationships, you can fall into, um, I don't know, I don't know what to call it, but like where you're kind of fake, they don't see the whole version of you. It's like your social media, you, you know, right. they need to be able to see all of you. And if that means when you're just waking up and you're gross and groggy and, and cranky, you know, then that might be a good idea to show them that because, and if you're comfortable and, and to be comfortable with that. And if you're not, then you need to evaluate the relationship, I think, and who you're with, because you need to be able to, I mean, if you're ever going to bridge the gap, right, you know, if you're, you have this long distance relationship for like seven years, and then they come to live with you, and they're like, who the fuck are you? Because you're not (laughs) showing them without filters, and yeah, you know, and you're not showing them that other side of you, how you live, and, you know, from day to day, I think that's also important. I had my second Fauci ouchie yesterday, so I did not put makeup on. I did not. My hair was curled from the day before, so it was like it just was hanging limp. Like 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 I'd spent a day at the beach, all day at the beach, you know, that I just felt yucky, like dark circles under my eyes. And all of a sudden, Mike was like, you look so beautiful like halfway through the day. And I'm like, uh, and all day I, I, I'd been telling myself I need to be in a certain light. He can't see me like this. My Botox is wearing off. Like I feel gross. I'm exhausted. I have circles under my eyes. And still those are the times most that he looks at me. It kind of reminds me of my grandparents relationship, actually. Like my grandmother was, in hospice with no hair and my grandfather is looking at her in the bed and like running his hand down the side of her cheek and saying how beautiful she is still the most beautiful woman ever so beautiful you know like it's just 
And I and watching their relationship, watching him with her just made me. How did I end up with? It doesn't matter. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah. But, you know, like that, that's the, the person that I was looking for, like someone mm-hmm. that looked at me like that when I was at my worst, when I didn't have the energy to do that. And I feel like I have found that. Yeah. In someone, and that's just very comforting. And when you start feeling that way, you trust more and you open up more. And I don't know where. Yeah, I and it's that, but yeah. <laughs> well, and I'm just yeah. That's totally essential that he needs to see all of that. You know, you're just saying, oh, I need to make sure I'm in the right light, or I need to make sure. And like, you can't do that constantly because then he won't know the real you. Right. You know? So. And I stress out because my Botox is wearing off. And he's like, oh, this is awesome. I can actually see your facial expressions now. Right. right. <laughs> and a big part of part of what is hard about long distance relationships, too, is figuring out how to be there, even though you can't actually be there. Yeah. I think it's core to lasting relationships, whether they're geographically close or their long distance is is being there for the person. Yeah. It's incredibly hard when you're living apart. And you have to be vocal about when and what and how you need your partner to show up for you. And I'm not as good at communicating as you are, Abby. And I know that it's been incredible to watch you learn and your progression and see you as you grow and you get more confident in your communicating. Oh yeah. Believe me in the beginning, I was not a good communicator and I still don't consider myself. I'm not as good as Josh is still. Josh will tell me every little fucking thing on his mind, whether (laughs) when he's pissed at me or when he's not or whatever, you know, with me, I still have to tell myself to tell him and not keep it bottled in or not dismiss it. Or whatever, you know, I still have to check myself and be like, no, you need to tell him this. You need to tell him how you're feeling or whatever. And he'll he'll cut it out of me anyway. You know, like he will he will get it out in one way or the other. Um, but I, I have to say, uh, being with him, it's it'll be four years in July which is crazy anyway, that it's been four years. No, I can't believe it. I, yeah, yeah. Um, I am I am much better at communicating now than I was when we first got together. And he has helped me tremendously to do that, you know. And I think, I, I don't know if it's the same for you, but for me with communicating, and I kind of felt like it was for you, like you're always afraid to voice it because you're afraid of how they're going to take it. And what they're going to do with it. But I have always felt in watching your relationship with Josh that you have always been safe with him, no matter how you feel sharing those feelings. Mm -hmm. I just have always felt that way with Josh. Yeah, that's my long distance relationship with (laughs) with Josh. Josh. Yeah. And it's funny because it's like now I can I can. Because I think my with my marriage, it I I would express things to him, but he would never like express back, right? So then, whenever the divorce happened, 
And it felt like it was because I was the times that I would get mad at him and try sort of, I don't want to say try to start a fight, but it was one of those things where I would get mad and I would get, you know, I would yell or get whatever upset, but he would not do anything back. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I like, we would not have that sort of argument that sometimes you need to be able to get through to the other side to communicate what you want. Right. And so it would just end and he would, he would, and then, but then at the end, whenever it ended and he brought a lot of those up, so then in my relationships after, I'm like, if I yell at him, if I get mad, he's going to leave. Right. You know, and so it's taken a very long time for me to realize that, okay, it's okay for me to be mad at Josh. He's not going to leave me. Right. You know, and and stuff. So we always communicate after, and that's a huge thing as well. Yeah, I'm learning that too. We've had right. a few fights where I just walk away because I'm like, yeah. okay, that's it. It's over. Right. Okay. Right. It's done now. Like, and he won't, he'll fight for it. Right. And he's constantly fighting for it. And then, and he'll be the one sending me messages saying, you need to call me back. You need to get back on Skype. We need to work this out. Whereas I'm the one going, well, wait, that's weird. Cause it, <laughs> we fought isn't it supposed it. to be over like right. I'm not used to someone showing up and exactly. being there and not walking away and slogging through it and fighting through it and right and choosing choosing to us. do that for you yeah yeah choosing you choosing the relationship every day and you have to do that especially with the long distance I mean if you don't have that with long distance, then you're screwed because right. it's real easy to walk away and not talk to them and then just never talk to them. <laughs> it's not like you're living together exactly. and you have to see them or something, you know, when you're not even in the same town or you're a couple hours away, you can just stop talking and that's it. Yeah. You know, so you have to make that effort. And he's really good about being there for me, especially during medical stuff. With my marriage, he would shut down. Anything medical that was going on with me, he would shut down and it would create distance between us because it took him back to his childhood and his mother and all of her medical problems that he believed were in her head. And he would transfer all of that onto me. But... In this relationship, I mean, Mike's been through <laughs> that eternal fucking bleed that I had for like 30 days where he kept saying, I need to come up. Do you need me to come up? I should probably come up. And I'm like, don't come up. Like, we're in the middle of a pandemic. We don't have shots yet. Don't come up. And then I've had this horrible ear infection and I've been feeling off and and all of the amount of medication that I was put on and how it was making me feel. And that first day that I saw the doctor, he immediately sent me a message. I wish I could be there to hold you right th right now, but I will be here tonight to listen. And we can watch whatever you want to watch together. You can tell me all about your doctor's visit and your day and 
we'll deal with this at the end of the day and we'll come up with a plan. Like he's been there for me more. And that's an adjustment too, is trying to figure out how to be there for someone. Cause I'm so used to someone who is never, was never there for anything really. Right. So I just finally stopped trying to be there for things. Right. So having someone who doesn't disappear Right. When the when it gets tough or whatever. Right. I mean, has has been very very cool, but also very strange. Yeah, and for you it's too. it's cool because like you're going from one you know, long distance or ended up being long distance the last part of it where everything was shit to one a long distance where he's doing everything that should be being done. And so you're directly comparing the two you've got one right after the other and luckily you've got the good one after the bad one so you can be like this is how it's supposed to be exactly you know and so that way you can just like you can be like okay I did the right thing you know what I mean right not hanging on or whatever finding a way to hang out together Mm -hmm. I think is is a lot easier now with all of the technology that we have. Oh, yeah. Interdependent relationships have been proven to be the healthiest form of relationships. So I was like, well, what does that mean? What does interdependent mean? It means that you and your partners do things in sync together while maintaining your own separate identities as individuals. I get long distance circumstances force you to do things more independently than you would like. So it becomes important to identify the few activities that you can do remotely together. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like we're living in a time right now where it's so much easier. Oh yeah. You know, you can stream movies together. You can listen to audio books together or separately and discuss it. You can read the same books. You can have a dinner date together. You can play yeah. games online. You can share playlists with each other. Yeah, there's so much. Can you imagine back in like, well, anytime before the technology, like what the fuck did people do in long distance relationships? Mailed each other letters? That's it. <laughs> Phone call, right? A phone call and mailing letters. And if your person wasn't home and they didn't have an answering machine. Yeah. I mean, did you sit down and play Monopoly on the phone? Like move their piece while you moved your piece or something? You each had the, yeah. Like you each had the game in front of you and then, ooh, that sounds exciting. <laughs> Instead of just being able to get online and play a game together or something. Yeah. I've, I've always thought it would be kind of romantic to like order takeout from the same place and eat it at the same time. I guess you could have done that long distance. I guess so. And then I not while you're on the phone. Right. I can't really do that here because I'm more rural and you don't I have, think I have like food. one vegan option in yeah. town. Yeah. But, you can't just get Pizza Hut together or something. But those shared experiences really help bridge the distance and and can help you feel more connected. And that's the thing is your partner has to be willing to do that. The, my previous long distance, he was not. 
And because I kept trying, let's watch a movie together. And then I felt like I was like, and he would always be busy or something, or he wouldn't want to, you know, and, um, and that's hard if they don't want to do that together, you know, what, right. What do you do? So, um, that makes, made me feel more disconnected as well. Him not wanting to put that effort in to figure out ways to spend time together long distance. Like it was like pulling teeth, trying to get to me, get him to even FaceTime with me, you know, and he wouldn't do it more than once a week. And sometimes that wouldn't even happen. So. Ah, yeah. 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 Well, in any healthy relationship, another thing that that's very important is supporting each other's interests. And that's again, whether you're geographical, geographically close or you're in an LDR, it's important in all relationships that we let each other grow and mature. We we stay connected while also pushing each other forward. Personal growth, I think, and changes is very healthy in a relationship. And I know in my marriage, when I moved up here and he chose to stay back there. As I grew and changed, it was not something that excited him or that he was supportive about. It was, oh, you're getting too into this CrossFit thing. Oh, you're really starting to look like a dude. Yeah. He said that. So, yeah. And I so do not. I have. I don't. My body is not capable of looking boyish at all. You know, and and also I I don't equate muscles with no. looking like I was going to say, did you grow a penis? Because <laughs> what the fuck even means do you, you're looking like a dude like. Did you grow a penis? <laughs> I love muscles on women. I love a woman with strong sculpted arms. That is so attractive that is so hot that is a woman that is a strong woman that is not dude looks like a lady right lady looks like a dude such a stereotype Mm -hmm. but yeah definitely the in you know encouraging your interests encouraging and i think with long distance relationships it's even easier to do your own thing and be independent um because when you when you're together sometimes it's it's easy to kind of just fall into doing everything together and whatever and and i know josh and i since we we were just talking about this like how neither of us all of us we always want to cancel plans with friends because we just want to stay home and i was like i found the perfect spouse because he wants to stay home too (laughs) And we just want to stay home on the couch and watch our shows. And so we really have to force each other when he's like, so-and-so invited me out. I'm like, go, go out, you know. (laughs) And then I'll be like, eh, I kind of want to cancel with this person because I don't really want to go out. And he's like, no, you need to go out. Like, so encouraging each other. And, you know, and he encourages me with the podcast or, you know, and I know he, if I took up writing again, he, he he would encourage that and I um, encourage him with the things that he likes to do and, and stuff, you know, and you just, you need that. And, and, you, and, and, 
But I do think it might even be easier with a long distance relationship because you have your time to be able to do do. that. But, but, you know, look at my marriage. He did not get, and my current relationship doesn't get CrossFit either. He's a weightlifter. He doesn't understand, but he's always encouraging me. You know, he gets excited about my gains. He gets excited about my PRs. He wants to hear about it. So I think, and I'm making this relationship sound really one-sided, guys. I do encourage him as well. <laughs> I'm just talking. You're just bragging I, on him. Yes, that's all. <laughs> you know, so it's nice to have those interests where, and the podcast, he's always pushing me with the podcast or encouraging me about the podcast or asking, can I help in any way? Um, can I listen? Do you need to bounce something off of me? He's the one that came up with the clever title, How to Keep Your LDR Off CPR, this week. He's very funny. Well, I'm an idiot and didn't get it at first. (laughs) I think I worded it wrong with you, though. I think you did. And then, or I read it wrong. I also read it wrong. Remember, I, like, put in an extra word. Oh, that's right. I said, my CPR. I was like, what the fuck is that? Like... (laughs) And I didn't word it the way that I've worded it now. I don't remember how I worded yeah. it before, but it was not. It did not make sense the way it does now. Yeah. yeah. Mike had to correct me because when I said it back to him, he was like, um, no, I, I, this. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't feel like so much like an idiot. Another another thing also that's important, I think, in person as well as long distance is reminding your partner what you love about your relationship. I feel like when you do loving things towards someone, you say loving things to someone that sort of reinforces, it keeps you in that love cycle. Right. And it, and it goes back to the love languages that we have an episode about is speaking their love language and making sure you show them your love in a way that they will see it and appreciate it. And so with long distance, you really have to figure that out and figure out how to show them, you know, because I wonder though, if somebody's love language is physical touch, will they really survive in a long distance relationship? That's a very, very good question. Cause that would be a very hard one uh, to do. So I don't know, but Um, I think it would depend on the length of time you are apart and how often you're able to see each other and what your long term goals are for the relationship. Because even quality time, you can interpret that and you can make that happen, like watching movies together, texting throughout the day, calling, FaceTime. That could be interpreted as quality time. So I think that would be okay, even if you're not in the physical presence. Yes. And obviously, words of affirmation is that that is going to excel. Yeah. Messages of appreciation are really easy to send. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't take much. And and I'm really I try to be very good about a, a few times a week, just sending Mike a message when he is not online and he's not near any technology just telling him all of the things that I so appreciated that he's done over the last week and, and re reminding him like how hard he works for us and how much I acknowledge that. Mm -hmm. 
gifts are always showing up in the mail. Things to to make it better, make my technology better, make things easier for us to connect. Just little things that I wouldn't even think of that he thinks of. And I'm just so appreciative of all that he does for us. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to tell people that, not just to tell them how sexy they are or how mm-hmm. gorgeous they look or but also to tell them the the actual things that they are doing that you appreciate. Oh, yeah, because it's easy to just sort of take that for granted. And, and you know, I I try to remember to tell Josh that type of thing, too. You know, like, thank you for being the one that cleans up every night that cleans the house <laughs> and cleans up after me and my kids and you know, all that kind of stuff. I have to remind myself, you know, to tell him that I appreciate it um, so that he knows, you know, and he does know, but it's, it's always nice to hear that. And he does that with me as well. And um, I, sometimes I have to remind myself, you get so busy at work during the day. He always, always like texts me first on his breaks. And I have to remind myself like it's like two o'clock and I'm like, oh, I haven't texted him. I need to text him because he keeps te- he's always the one, you know, and I'll, and so it goes both ways doing it. You know, it can't always just be the one person. Both of you have to be doing it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I woke up to a very lovely message this morning from him. That was just so, so sweet. And. The what I want to close with before we get to the survey results, and I put in all capital letters, and I just added it this morning. Even though we've talked about how much technology has helped when it comes to long distance relationships, don't rely solely on technology. (laughs) (laughs) This one was emphasized yesterday when my internet was down all fucking day. Oh. It just was it, it ended up when when you become that reliant on technology for spending time together, for communicating, for doing all of that, it it's just such a mind fuck for the like it can just derail the whole day. I mean, I was able to be productive and channel my energy into other things. Do this. It'll come back up. You'll see. It never fucking came back up. Like it was out all night. Uh, I had to call this morning and get them to reset the router. So it was like this crazy thing. But anyways, it was a good it was a good reminder not to focus so much on technology. And there are little things like I have a a shirt of his that he sent me that smells like him that I sleep in sometimes, you know, things like that. something that you display in your room or did you did you send him one of your dildos so he can sleep with it because <laughs> <laughs> it smells like you <laughs> no I did not send him a dildo does it count <laughs> if he sent me <laughs> that's the other thing like sex long distance can can be fun with all of the advancements in technology. I want to highly recommend Levents. I am not so fond of the Lush, but the Nora has been amazing. And they have toys that you can sync up together. Ooh, that's fun. Yeah, very fun. 
And and we didn't really touch on that, but I think that is a very important part of long distance is figuring out how to have sex long distance because that didn't happen with my previous one either. Um, and, you know, it's funny because uh, when Josh and I were living just an hour away, we would uh, do that over the phone or FaceTime or whatever. But with the one that I was living three hours away and only saw him like once a month, that never happened. And I think it's very important to figure out, I mean, I guess if you're not comfortable with it and you talk about it and that, and you're both on the same page, that's okay. You know, um, you figure out in other ways how to express your love. But if that is something that's important to you, then I think that it needs to be incorporated for sure. Definitely. And it's awkward at first, guys. It's always awkward. Yeah. Even for someone who is used to using vibrators so much like I am, right? it's still everything is awkward at first when it's a new relationship and you're figuring things out. But that's kind of one of the fun parts, too, is like laughing through the awkwardness of it Mm -hmm. at the beginning. And then you get into that rhythm and it is amazing. And you can start off just by sending each other videos so you're not live together yes. at first, right? You ease into it. So you first use, or pictures first, right? Pictures. Start with pictures. Then you can start sending each other videos of yourselves by yourselves or whatever. Then you can move into, you know, a conversation live or something. But yeah, exactly. Kind of easing into it. Exactly. I love that I just snorted right into the microphone. So sexy. Right in the middle of sex talk. This is how I sound when I'm with Mike. (laughs) 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 Okay, let's look at the and if you guys have any questions, I am you know me, I'm an open book. So feel free to send me send us an email, send us a message. I'll tell you what we use and what works for us, what I've tried, what what works best, what hasn't worked. Uh, like I said, the lush should not work. It's not. I mean, it's okay. A lot of people like it. I don't like it. I prefer the Nora. You can look wait, it up. Wait, what is that? What are those? So they're they're vibrators, okay. and they're Levents. You can connect them on the cell phone or on the computer, so he controls the entire session now he has a toy that also syncs up with the nora i don't think it syncs up with the lush i think it just syncs up with the nora so when he thrusts it reacts to me and when things are happening in me inside my vagina it he can feel it on his end like when it tightens and stuff yeah it's pretty crazy So it's like made specifically for long distance. Yes. So you can sync them up or you can control them separately. That's amazing. It's so amazing. It's it's I didn't even know those existed. It's really hot. I I just now And so the lush is different because it only fits inside. And it's. I don't know. It's big. It's awkward looking. Whereas the Nora looks more like your regular vibrator Mm -hmm. that also has a clit stimulator. That one is the one that I prefer. That one is hands down. The Nora is the best vibrator I've ever had. And it syncs up with. And it syncs up. Yeah. 
And it's you buy them that. together or like, does he buy some like whatever he gets and then you buy what you get and you can or does it come as like a package and you each get one? It it can go any way you want it to. So mm-hmm. you can buy the Nora on your own and you can use it with multiple partners if you want to or just on your own even. Mm-hmm. Um, but he bought both. So they came together, the Nora and the Max, and then he mailed the Max or he had the Max mailed to me and he had or no, he had the Max mailed to him and the Nora mailed to me. So, yeah, it's yeah, it's just been the best vibrator I've ever had. That's cool. Awesome. So I'm always open to answering or uh, answering questions about that. So let's see. We had survey results. We had 46 people took our survey. Ooh. Which is pretty good considering That's a high number. we threw it up in like a week. Yeah. And then we didn't promote it after that. I know. And I'm sorry. the thing is we can only, because we're not paying on SurveyMonkey, we only get like 40 answers anyways. They We'd have to pay have to more get. Than that. Yeah. So the first question in putting the D in LDR is, have you ever had a long distance relationship? 92% of our people said yes. Wow. 8% said no. Nobody said, does phone sex count? (laughs) How hard was the long distance relationship? 50% of you said, not going to lie, that shit took work. Okay. 30% of you said, all relationships are hard. Long distance relationships aren't any different. Mm -hmm. 8% of you said, easy peasy. And 12% of you said, you said hard. (laughs) 12%. That's so funny. Question number three, how long were you with your long distance partner? 50% of you said more than one year. Wow. 23% of you said we're still together. Ooh. 7% said less than one year. And then we had a few of you who wrote in to clarify. So together until I moved there. Too many issues from too many years, and now it's off. Oh. So that's interesting. So um, they moved together, and then it didn't work out. We were first separated and never expected to get back together. Then we did the long-distance relationship for six months and got together in person for 30 years. Wow. So it ended up in a good, good thing. Yes. Less than a year, we split up. And now we are back together. Okay. Good for you. Question number four. What did you do together that helped bridge that distance? Movie nights, 4% of people. 12% of people did FaceTime, Skype, or Zoom. Mm -hmm. 12% of people did sexy videos or pictures. Mm. 3% did video games. 23% of you Did all of the above. Oh, cool. Yes. And, oh, Abby, we got someone who said before there was FaceTime and Zoom, we just did lots of phone calls. Oh. 
It was before technology was available to do all of the above. We talked on the good old telephone and occasionally would do the phone sex thing. Oh. Phone calls, long and short ones, frequent texts. Cool. The next comment. Oh, my God, this makes me old. Just regular phone after midnight because it was cheaper then. And letters. <laughs> letters. Abby, handwritten letters. Oh, my God. We had a lot of people that answered this. Showing my age. No FaceTime back then. So we talked on the phone. Oh. And the next one. This was like 25 years ago. We visited every other week. Called every night. More recently, FaceTime worked better when we were apart for a few months. Oh. Oh, so they're still together. Still together. 25 years later. That's nice. FaceTime, phone sex and visits, texts and phone calls, and emails and phone calls. This cool. was a while ago. Very interesting. Those, Those old tiny people. people. Yeah, yeah. They were really having to put in the work. I know, right? I could do that. Question five. How important is sex in a long-distance relationship? 43% of people said somewhat important. 39% said extremely important. 12% said not so important. 0% said not important at all. Okay. I think with that, you just have to make sure you're on the same page and the same level of importance. (laughs) (laughs) And then we had two others. The sex died before the distance, which caused me to go elsewhere with the thought of maybe not moving. But I did for my daughter's sake. Mm, That kind of stinks. Yeah. And the other one was, why am I still here? Question mark. (laughs) Wait, why am I still here, like, answering the questions? Probably. Sorry, you know, it's Abby and I. We have to get into the sex talk. (laughs) And that is the reality of long-distance relationships. So there you have it. It is. How often did you have sex with your partner long-distance? Abby insisted that I ask this because she really likes to know how often people have sex. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Abby's like, Just when say. I sent you that list of questions, bitch, there were no sex questions on that list. Don't you try to push this on me. That's true. I don't think I put any. You're in the fucking perv, Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> rarely, 39% of people rarely had sex often with their partners. I'm sad for those people. 27% a few times a week. never. Four percent of us are having it five or more times a week. Gee, I wonder who that is. Did you answer your own survey, Jenny? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't answer my own survey. I'm not. We weren't that desperate for for people to answer. People wrote in as well when we saw each other about every other month. So they were having it in person, maybe once a year. And that's being generous. Mm. Starting off several times a week after a while down to once a week or so. 
Oh, this one's really cute. Whenever we saw each other, which was maybe twice a month, but never over the phone or anything. And there's a sad emoji. <laughs> oh, maybe you need to try to change that if you're still with them. Question seven. How often were you able to see your partner in person? 42% said at least once a month. 19% said a few times a year. 15% said not often enough. And then we had some write-ins. Two weeks out of every eight weeks. Okay. Someone said not yet. Oh. Not Wait, at all until. <laughs> what? I said, is that you again? <laughs> I didn't take my own survey. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All the answers are me. I just take them right. on like one different from the devices. Computer. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not at all until I moved back. I have had long dis- lots of long distance relationships. Sometimes it was once a month, sometimes less. I was fine with whatever. Ooh, Wink emoji. Oh, what's a flexible person. Then we have a quote, don't fart in cups. What? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) See, this is what happens when we get more famous, Jenny. Get the weirdos. Okay. Question eight. What do you feel was most necessary for your long distance relationship to succeed? 26% said communication. 26. Yeah. Okay. Well, the bulk of people said all of the above. Oh, oh sorry. Yes, I forgot that. But I wanted to read them first right. instead of just throwing out all of the above. Right, right. So 26% said communication. said phone conversations and video chats. 4% said letters and or emails. And so all of the above is communication, finding a way to hang out together even when we're apart, letters and or emails, sending gifts, phone conversations or video chats, sharing things like playlists. Those are all of the above. What was the percentage of that one? I don't think that was... 34%. And then we had a write-in. (laughs) Uh-oh. Superstore. Oh, my God, person. What is this? We need more information. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really hoping that they continue this. I know. The rest of them. (laughs) Question nine, what love language do you think will survive a long distance relationship best? Not surprisingly, 52% said words of affirmation. 32% said quality time. 4% said receiving gifts. 8% said, I don't believe in love languages. And 4% said, I don't believe in love. Oh, I knew that would get you, Abby. And the last question that isn't really ever a question. 
Your vagina besties just want you living your best relationship lives, whether they're long distance or in person. We're here to provide you with research and suggestions to help make your love stronger and keep your vagina healthy and happy. And in our largest response, yes, 73% said, thanks, besties. You're the best besties. Thanks, guys. 19% said, why? Why do you always make it so awkward at the end? That's what we do. And we had two write-ins. Keeping vaginas happy is the key to world peace. Yes. I think that's our new motto. Yeah. That and don't waste a good erection. (laughs) And the other write-in was what? W-U-T. What? (laughs) So clearly that was... Don't fart in cups person. Yeah. Clearly this person has never taken one of our surveys. Exactly. Or they would be familiar with the way we end things. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you to everyone who took the survey. Yeah. We hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope maybe you got some good tips on long distance relationships or can figure out if it's for you. Or vibrators. Right. (laughs) (laughs) You can find us on Facebook, on Instagram, and rarely ever on Twitter. Don't forget to rate and review on iTunes. And subscribe. And subscribe. Uh, You can send us an email at blameitontheveg at gmail.com. You can DM us on Facebook. You can yell it at Jenny at the gym. Mm -hmm. We're still socially distanced in the state of Washington, and masks are still mandatory in public. So definitely yell that out. You got to say it loud, too, because of the mask thing. Very loud. Not in front of any newbies at the gym, though. Let's not get them into the Vagina podcast this soon. I don't need to be working out and being eyed by the new person in the gym because I'm the weird vagina Jenny. It'll happen. Very it fast. always happens. I make yeah. everything awkward. What can I say? Yeah. And we will see you guys next week. Have a good week. Bye. Bye.